Welcome to the Family Feast podcast from Liberty Church Swansea. For more information on church life, please check out Liberty Church Swansea on Facebook, Instagram, or on our website. We love you, and we pray that this message really blesses you. Thank you. So I have uh, named the topic of my message, the courage to step out and into God's purpose for your life. Uh, When God created us, he had purpose in mind. Uh, God could have spoken us into existence, but he didn't. He took his time to create us in his image and in his likeness. Uh, And when he did this, God commanded us, be fruitful, multiply, have dominion. And he did all this for a purpose. We were never an afterthought with God. Um, When he said in Genesis 1, let us make man in our image and likeness. Because Ephesians makes me to understand that God chose us in Christ before the creation to be holy and to be blameless in his sight. Ephesians 1 uh, makes me to understand that God chose us in Christ Jesus before the creation to be holy, to be blameless in his sight. Um, He predestined us for adoption through Christ Jesus. And before we even sinned, he made provision uh, through the redemptive blood of Jesus Christ. So God had already thought, you know, well ahead and, and, and made provision for our sin, so that when we sinned the blood of Jesus, you know, there's redemption in the blood of Jesus. Um, And David in Psalm 8, you know, uh, considers all of God's creation and what God had made, the works of God's hands, and he poses a question, God, what is man that you are mindful of him? What is man that you care for him? Um, And David couldn't help but praise God, you know, how excellent is your name, oh God, because of who we are, you know, the the, the God of heaven having loved us so much, you know, David couldn't comprehend this. And he posed all this question to to God to say, what is man that you are mindful of, of him? What is man that you care for him? Uh, We are created in God's likeness for a purpose, and God has put everything in us to to enable us to become uh, that which he created us for. You know, we are as unique as our fingerprints. No one else is like you. No one else can do the things that you can do. Uh, No one else can, you know, can be you. I mean, what what God has for you is for you, you know. Um, I know Lamech weeks ago preached on how creation is groaning in labor like pains for the revealing of the children of God. Um, But it takes courage. It takes courage to step into uh, God's purposes for our lives. I'll give you practical testimonies of what I'm talking about. I didn't know that, you know, I could drive in my 40s until I grew tired. Amen. I grew tired of of catching bus 13 uh, and sit for an hour in that bus, a journey that could have taken me, you know, 15 minutes driving. I didn't know I could do that. Um, I didn't didn't know in my 40s that I could go back to school and sit in class with uh, students half my age and do it so well, you know, until I got tired of working for uh, so little, you know, working so hard for so little. Um, 
And when God laid uh, this upon my heart to go back to school, um, I could have given him, you know, a lot of reasons as to why I couldn't go back uh, or, or even qualify for what he was placing on my heart to do. At the time, we had made an, an, an application to the home office, so I didn't have a legal right to be in education. Um, I was working nights at the time. Jonathan was about four or five, so I was trying to juggle work as well as child care. Um, Dale was still back in school. Fees, substantial fees needed to be paid. Um, and we, we both needed to work. We couldn't afford to work um, at that time. But for some reason, I made inquiries on what God had placed on my heart. Um, I went to this college and they told me all I needed to do was to show uh, proof that I'd made an application to the home office, which I did. Um, and the course that I wanted to do at the time, the access to what I wanted to do was free at the time and so but then um, the qualification was only valid for two years uh, after I had done it um, so I, I had all the evidence that they needed so I started first year um, I went through it passed you know the, the course no response from the home office amen and what did I do like everybody else I applied to go to university I knew that I was what I was applying for you know I, I, I couldn't qualify because I had no residency in this place, but faith is crazy sometimes. I went ahead and did it anyway. I went for interviews like everybody else. Newport offered me a place. I couldn't go through with it because, again, there was no response from the home office. What did I do? I encouraged myself in the Lord. Amen. I said, Maud, nothing lost. You've actually, you know, gained um, uh, experience of interviews. And the second year, again, I made those applications to uni, put out my applications, went for interviews, no response from the home office. Amen. <laughs> Faith is crazy, like I'm saying. But in the month of February, the home office responded favorably, you know. Um, and then I, 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 Swansea offered me a place. I quickly accepted it. Uh, and then I was told I had to be here in a, a resident of Wales for three years. I started panicking. Um, I I went and made inquiries, you know, on my status, the time that I'd been here, and I only qualified with one day, amen, and managed to go through and sit on the course that I, you know, that I wanted to do. And why am I saying this? I'm saying this because it takes courage to, take, to get hold of God's promises for your life. Sometimes it doesn't make sense because all you have is the promise that God has given you. All you have is what God has spoken to you, and you can't put one one, one, and two, one and one together, you know, you don't know what tomorrow is like. You, you don't have the full picture, but that's all you have, and that's all that's required of you. Your faith is the only exchange that God requires of you when you are stepping out into what he has for you and for your life. Um, you know, often all, you know, what, what the enemy will show us in most cases um, is how limited we are. You know, when you, set, when you start to set your mind to do what's on your heart or what God has spoken into your life, um, the enemy will tell you how unqualified you are, how limited you are. He will paralyze you with fear. He will remind you of your past failures. He will remind you of your present failures. Amen. 
Uh, but what Paul says in Philippines is that one thing that I do, this is Paul speaking. He says, I, I forget what's behind. And what I do is press forward towards the goal to win the prize for which called Christ has called me heavenward to. And this verse, when I was looking at this verse, it doesn't speak of a position of comfort. Amen. Uh, Paul says, I press into that that requires unusual effort. Amen. On our part, in order to get hold of what God, you know, God's promises for our lives. Paul says, I press into, I strain towards, I forget what's behind because usually what's behind holds you back, holds you back. And that's where the enemy wants you. But Paul says, I forget and I press forward to lay hold of God's promises. And it is possible. Why is he saying that? It's possible to get stuck in what was. Amen? It's possible to get stuck in what was and miss what God is doing uh, in your life or what God has for you or in store for you. Yes, your faith will be stretched as you are stepping out. But God stretches us because he knows we've got the capacity to be stretched. Amen? We've got the capacity to be stretched. And it takes courage. Courage, courage takes risks, amen, because all you have is the word. All you have is the promise. All you have is what God has said, and you are stepping out without a full picture. That is risk, and faith is risky, amen, because all you have is the word, and you're just stepping on what God uh, has actually said in order to take hold of God's promises. Uh, faith, you know, taking risk and being, you know, using faith, um, it, demands, it, it demands total dependency on God. A lot of us don't want to know, uh, take risks because we want a full picture. We want to be in control. But when you step into God's promises, you don't have control. Total dependence is required on God, you know, on your behalf. Um, and, and, and that's a challenge and it takes courage. It takes courage, but that's where the miracles are. Amen. That's where the miracles are when you step out. Your faith is the only exchange God requires of you. Amen. And while I was preparing this uh, message, I was led to Second uh, Kings one, Second uh, Kings seven, from verse one to seven. Um, I will read. So then Elisha heard the word of the Lord. Thus says the Lord: Tomorrow, about this time, a seer of fine fine flour shall be sold for a shekel, and two seers of buckley for a shekel at the gate of Samaria. So an officer on whose hand the king leaned answered the man of God and said, "Look." If, if, if the Lord would make windows in heaven, could this thing be? And he said, in fact, you shall see it. This is Elisha responding to the man of God. He says to, to the officer um, of Israel, he says, um, you shall look if, and if, and he said, in fact, you shall see it with your eyes, but you shall not eat of it. Uh, now there were four leprosy men at the entrance of the gate, and they say to one another, why are we sitting here until we die? If we say we will enter into the city, the famine uh, is in the city, and we shall die there. And if we sit here, we will die also. Now, therefore, come, let us surrender to the army of the Syrians. If they keep us alive, we shall live. If 
they kill us, we shall die. And they rose at twilight to go to the camp of the Syrians. And when they had come to the outskirts of the Syrian camp, to their surprise, no one was there. For the Lord had caused the army of the Syrians to hear the noise of chariots and the noise of horses and the noise of a great army. So they say to one another, look, the king of Israel has hired against us the kings of the Hittites and the kings of the Egyptians to attack us. Therefore, they arose and fled at twilight and left the camp intact, uh, their tents, their horses, and their uh, donkeys, and they fled for their lives. And when, the, when, when these lepers came to the outskirts of the camp, um, they went into the tent and ate and drank and carried from it silver and gold and clothing and went and hid them. They came back and entered another tent and carried some from there also and went and hid it. Then they say to one another, we are not doing right. This day is a day of good news and we remain silent. If we wait until morning light, some punishment will come upon us. Now therefore, come let us go and tell the king's household. Amen. I'm, I'm just going to go that far um, and I've read so you can understand you know, the context of the story. Amen. Uh, praise God. Amen. So, the king of um, Aram was at war with the Israelites, amen? And what they had done is they had surrounded Samaria, where the Israelites were. So, no one was going in and no one was going out. And so, there was famine. Um, in, in the camp of the Israelites, what was happening at one point, a, a lady, a woman, had conspired with the other because of the famine that was there. He said, we can boil your child today. And, and you know, let's boil your child, eat your child today. And then tomorrow, you know, we can boil mine and eat my child, you know, tomorrow. That's how desperate the situation was. Amen. Because there was famine in, in, um, in Israel. And like Israel, I was just looking at this scripture, and I thought, you know, like Israel, it is possible to be surrounded. Amen. It is possible to be surrounded by the enemy, to be kept in, the, in a place, you know, um, in a, to a point of desperation, uh, to be surrounded and made captive by circumstances. There's a lot of things that can surround us as children of God. Amen. Like the Israelites were surrounded. The enemy can surround us with fear. The enemy can surround us with sickness. The enemy can surround us with, you know, with death, with anxiety, with death. You know, you, you name it. But there's a lot of things that, you know, that surround us, that, that, that surround us. I know when we were waiting for the home office, the enemy almost reduced our lives to looking out for the postman. And what we were doing is, you know, our hearts were just saying, maybe the, today is our day. Amen. And we waited for three years. <laughs> As you can imagine, but the enemy almost reduced our lives to that, looking out for the postman. Uh, and our hope, our dreams were reduced to thinking uh, one day at a time, 
We, we, we couldn't plan. Uh, we couldn't travel. Um, our sight was surrounded by our circumstances. You know, there are things that go on in life and sometimes they take, oh, that's all you can see. You, you, you are surrounded and that's all you can see. And that, that's the place where the enemy wants to keep you. Amen. And the word of God says, you know, if, if the enemy comes in, you know, to, to steal, to kill and destroy. If he can take your hope, he will do that. If he can keep you in a place where you don't dream, he will keep you there. If he will steal, why the, why the word says the enemy comes to steal? He's taking what doesn't rightfully belong to him. Him. This is yours. This is your stuff that is coming to steal. Amen. But if he can do that and keep you in ignorance, amen, and keep you surrounded so that you don't see anything beyond your circumstances, that's that's a place where he wants to keep you. But there is hope in God. Amen. I remember, you know, at, at that time, God just started to reveal something, started to guide us while we were going through the circumstances. He started to speak, you know, about going to school, you know, under those circumstances, that was unthinkable for me. But God just started to show us things beyond our circumstances. And that's what God does. And there is hope in God. Whatever is surrounding you, there is hope in God. You know, when you, when you stay with God, when you, when you stay with God and, 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 and don't go all over the place, there is hope. He will start to guide you. He will start to lead you. He will start to speak. He will start to give you ways out of situations that are impossible. Amen. Because he is God. Amen. So it is very much possible to be surrounded. But what I'm saying is there is hope in, you know, in, in God. So there was, there was, there was famine in Samaria, but at the same time, there were four lepers who were sitting at the gate of Samaria. I love these four lepers. Amen. They started having an important question, you know, conversation. They said, why are we sitting here until we die? Amen. And sometimes we need to come to those places where we ask the, the important questions. They said, why are we sitting here? You know, sometimes it takes us being bothered about where we are in order to get hold of God's promises. Sometimes it's a realization of, okay, you know, the enemy is stealing what rightfully belongs to me. And, and that, 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 that arises, a, you know, a holy indignation to go after the promises of God. Amen. Um, and sometimes, you know, it, it's just you realizing that and being able to move from that um, and start to contend for what is rightfully yours. Amen. Because as, as long as we are comfortable, you know, with the way things are, we will never change. We will never lay hold of God's promises. We will stay where we are. We will not you know, become that which God has called us to. But this leper said, you know, if we stay here, we will die. If we go into the city, you know, we will die because there's famine in the city. So what do we do? Come, let's go to the camp of the enemy. <laughs> An unusual place to seek for help. Amen. An unusual place. But this was a 
a a live or die was a life death situation and they had to make the important decisions and so they took courage it does you know it does take courage like i'm saying it takes courage to take hold of god's promises so but what i need you to remember is that in verse one elisha had already declared the word of the lord amen he had said about this time tomorrow at the gate of samaria a seer of fine flour will say will sell for a shekel and two seers of buckler will sell, sell for a shekel and an officer of the king had said um to whom the word of the Lord had been declared. He said, you know, even if the God was going to uh, open the windows of heaven, could this thing really happen? Amen. And Elisha's response to him was that you will see it with your own eyes, but you will not eat of the, uh, you will not eat any of it. And surely when the word of God came to pass, when the prophecy came to pass, this officer died at the gate of Samaria in a stampede. Amen. You know, when the word of God comes, we need to agree with God. Amen. When God is speaking, we need to say yes and amen. Amen. Um, even if it doesn't make sense to our clever selves. But God, God knows it all. Amen. And the same word, the same word uh, that brought deliverance to Samaria, you know, it brought death to another. Amen. Um, I, I was reminded of God in uh, speaking to Moses in the wilderness. Uh, you know, he had given the children of Israel Canaan and he had released them, you know, rescued them from Egypt to go into Canaan. That was a promise from God. That was a sure promise. Amen. Uh, but when they came to it, they said, no, you know, the, the land is, is of its inhabitants. Amen. They decided to, to not to believe God. And God was angry. He said, how long shall I, you know, shall they reject me? How long, you know, shall these people not believe me? And those who went through were Caleb and Joshua because they agreed with God. Amen. And they said, we are well able to do this. God has delivered this land, you know, of Canaan to us. And we are well able. We are well able. They stood with what, with what God had said. And what happened was with the unbelieving generation, God caused them to wander in the wilderness. And they all died in the wilderness. This is why I'm saying we need to agree with God, amen, when he speaks as children of God. We need to to stand with God, agree with God. And what we need to remember is that when the word of God comes, you know, it accomplishes his purposes. It doesn't come and then go back to him void, to him void. It accomplishes. But what, how it accomplishes is that when, he, when, when somebody who has got faith, when somebody who, who, who agrees, who, who takes the courage to agree with God's word, they will see God's promises. Amen. And without agreeing with God, without standing in faith and saying yes to what God is saying, God will cause us to wonder like the children of Israel. You know, he will cause us. We will not be able to get hold of his promises, but we need to agree. We need to agree with God. Uh, And if God uses these lepers, how much more us? Amen. How much more us, the children of God? 
um, I, I love the word because um, in verse 5 it says, Lepers rose at twilight and went to the camp of the Aramins. And when they got to the outskirts, there was no man to be seen. For the Lord had caused the Aramins to hear the sound of chariots and horses and a great army, so that they say to one another, Look, the king of Israel must have hired the king of the Hittites and the Egyptians to, to, to attack us. And they abandoned their their tents, they abandoned their horses and their donkeys. And how how, how does that happen? That the, you know the footsteps of four lepers, uh, four lepers, the footsteps of four let, four lepers sound like a great army of chariots and horses. Amen. I mean, what what this says to me is that the victory belongs to God. Amen. Uh, it says the battle is of the Lord. Amen. You you will be amazed at what God will do when you start to take hold of his promises, when you start to go after what that which God has spoken in your life. Amen. If God has laid things on your heart, uh, if he has spoken it all to you, start moving. Amen. Uh, do something. Press into, like Paul is saying, press into those things because that's where the miracles are. Don't overthink and talk yourself out of, you know, into un- unbelief. Amen. Just, just decide to agree with God and go with what God is saying. There is a generation, you know, waiting for you to step in you into your purpose so that they can get a chance in life. Amen. There is a generation, believe me, that are waiting for you to just grab hold of promises of God, to just grab hold of what God is doing in your life, to just grab hold of the promises that God has spoken into your life so that they can also enter into their promises. Amen. Your family is waiting for you to step into your purposes. Your grandchildren are waiting for you to get hold of God's promises, to break through some doors. Amen. To usher the King of glory in. Amen. Your family is waiting. There's a generation that's waiting uh, just to break some chains and change the course of history. I know when I got saved, deliverance came to my family. When I got saved, salvation came into my family. Healing came into my family. And I am saying this afternoon, just decide to go with what God is saying. If he has spoken, start moving. If he has spoken, do something. Press into God. God. Amen. Because there is a generation, there is people that are waiting for you to just step into your purpose. Amen. And just open doors for them. Amen. Hallelujah. Um, I was looking at examples. Rahab did it. Amen. An unbeliever. She wasn't even an Israelite. Amen. She did it. She hid the spies. And salvation came to her entire family. Amen. Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego, they stood for what they believed for. Amen. When, when it counted, they stood. Amen. They were revealed as the children of God. And what happened was when they went into the fire, God did the unusual. He, 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 he zipped the mouth of the lions when they were, they were in the lion's den. Amen. Why? Because they simply stood for what they believed for. They, they stood with God. Amen. 
And I stood with God. I could give so many examples. The woman with the blood of issue. Amen. She made it. She decided in her heart. If only I can go out and touch the hem. It took courage for her to do that. Because she wasn't allowed in public places. Amen. She didn't know how that was going to turn out. Amen. But by faith she stood up. Uh, and she believed God for a healing. And healing came. And what I'm saying is, you know where the miracles of God are found where we take risks. The miracles of God are not found in comfortable positions. The miracles of God are found when we stand with God and do the unusual, but based, amen, on the word of God. If God has spoken, let's do it because that's where the miracles are. Uh, The lepers became, you know, an answer to a dying nation. They became an answer. Because all they did was when the word of God came, God used them. God could have used that officer. But in unbelief, he said, look, you know, even if God was to open windows, you think this thing will happen. Amen. And that's what happens most of the times when God, when the word of God comes. You know, we, we start to put our minds, we start to examine it instead of just taking the word of God as it is and acting on the word of God. Because that's where the miracles are. Amen. And and what God requires is just your faith. He doesn't want anything else. It's just your faith. Your faith is required and God does the rest. He calls himself the great I am I am. You know, he calls himself the lion of the tribe of Judah. He is provider. He is healer. He is everything that we need for the miracle that we need. God knows it and he will supply. But it takes us to step out. Take courage. Amen. Take courage and just step out and do what God has said for you to do. I mean, if you don't remember anything of this, of the things that I've said, just remember the conversation with the lepers. They said, why? Why are we sitting here? Why are we sitting here until we die? Amen. And they took courage. They took courage and sought help and just started going towards the camp of the enemy. And sometimes we need to face our demons and just go straight, head on. Amen. Because that's where our deliverance is. Amen. As long as we are hiding away and we are shying away, we will never, we will never attain. We will never achieve that God which is for us. But we've got to go head on. We've got to take back what belongs to us. You know, Pastor Mark was saying, Jesus paid it all. Amen. Jesus paid it all. And we need to get hold of God's promises. Just take a step of faith. Amen. And may the Holy Spirit empower you as you do that. Praise God.